0: Very excited because I have my cousin. She's visiting today with us. Carolina, can you stand up? <laughs> Carolina, Frederick, and uh, Logan and Dylan. Carolina is my cousin. She's like a sister to me. We 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 uh, we were raised together in Costa Rica, with nothing. We came from nothing, and at some point in our life, we start believe God, and God turned on nothing. Into something very special. So I'm very grateful, Caro. Thank you for being here with me. And I'm also very excited because I have two friends of mine. Dora, Stephanie. Thank you so much for, for being here. Thank you for accepting my invitation. I love you. I love you. I'm very excited to see you here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So Caro, Stephanie, and Dora. Pastor, I'm doing my job. Yeah. I got three. I got that's five, so I'm good for like, like eight to, to a year or something like that. Hallelujah, hallelujah. So today the title of my message is Choose to Speak Life. And uh, today I would like to talk a little bit about the power that we have and the things we speak. And how uh, the Bible teaches that uh, at the beginning God spoke everything into existence. The Bible in Genesis says that God spoke everything that we know of into existence. Let it be the heavens, let it be the earth. So and in the same way, the Bible says that He created us as His image. So we, we work, we function the same way as God does. And uh, so I'd like to spend some time to, to remind you, because most of the times we say, I know that, we Christians say that, we know that, but there's a difference between knowing and doing. Most of the times we heard somebody say uh, a title and say, I already know that, and we tend to close our mind. But please, I ask you that, that today stay open, receive the Word, put together some notes, notes and study it. The Bible teaches that, that, the Bible says that my people perish for the lack of knowledge. So, what does that mean? It means that, that if there is an area in your life that you are not walking in victory, it's because you don't have enough knowledge in that area. So, study, learn the Bible, put it to work on your favor. So, speaking is so important that when we met Jesus for the first time, what we do. We confess with our mouth that He is our Savior. Speaking is so important that it is one of the three steps of faith. What's the three steps of faith? We believe with our heart, we confess with our mouth, and we put it into works. That's the three steps of faith. If you're missing one of those steps, it's not going to work. It's like putting together a cake. You have all the ingredients, but you miss the milk. It's, it's going to look like a cake, but it's not going to taste like a cake. Right? So the Bible teaches that uh, uh, from more than two million Jews that came out from the land of Egypt, two million Egypt uh, Jews that came out from the land of Egypt, only two made it to the promised land from that generation. Why? Because every time something went wrong, they choose. To, to murmur against God. To complain about God. From two, Think about this. From two, more than two million Jews, only two made it to the promise of God. Joseph and Kaelin. Was that God's will? No. It was the result of the things they speak. Did you guys know about uh, Kim's David uh, son? What's his name? Uh, um Huh? No, the other one, uh, huh? Absalom, Absalom. Thank you, thank you, my wife, so pretty, always. The Bible says that Absalom was this guy, and the Bible talks about Absalom like he was a very handsome guy, very good-looking guy, great hair, oh, n- never mind. And, 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 the, and the Bible says that one day Absalom say, I think I can be better than my dad. And the Bible teaches that he starts murmuring, Talking to people to the point, long story short, that he divided the whole kingdom. Twenty people died that day in the civil war in the kingdom because one person thought that he could be better than his thought. So when we when we understand that we realize that there is so much power in the things that we say. Another thing that, that we need to realize that once we speak something, once we say something, it's, it's very difficult to take it back. Let's see what the Bible says about this. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, let's go to... Um, Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Proverbs twelve eighteen. Proverbs 8, 18. Hallelujah. It says, "The words of the reckless pierce like a sword, but the tongue of the wise bring healing." So let's 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 talk about this for a little bit. It says that the words of the reckless, that when you are in a reckless mode, when you're not thinking straight, that when you are upset, upset, you say. You say things, and you say words, and these words, they have the ability to hurt people. And even in the moment that you say those words, and you say, I don't know why I say that, I'm sorry, but they're there, and you already say them. And it's very difficult to take them back. It's like, it's like, like getting a tattoo. Like sometimes we have a period of uh, stupidity in our life. Do you guys have a, one of those in your life? I have a lot when I was younger. A period of stupidity. And we're not thinking straight. And, and we go to this place, uh, tattoo parlor, and we get a tattoo. And now it's there. And maybe later we change our mind. And, and, and the only way we can get that tattoo removed is through a very expensive process. to a very hurtful process. So the words that we speak... It's the same way we say things without thinking. The Bible says that, that the words of the reckless pierce like a sword. They have the ability to hurt. They have the ability to, to, to make relationships split. They have the ability to, to split uh, uh, friendships. They have the ability to split uh, marriages. And we realize that once we say those words, it's very difficult to, to, say, uh, to, to take them back. And those words, just like a tattoo, they're there. And, uh, and uh, the time may pass, but these words, they're still there. And they, and they <clears throat> keep coming forward into our life. And they have the ability that once we think about those words, our day is ruined because they bring pain They bring sorrow, they bring hate. I have a list of things that we say that they have this power. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, you're so good. Hallelujah. This is some of the things that we can that we can say to people that and mark them forever. No one will ever want to be with you. You're damaged goods. You're lazy. You are irresponsible. You are just not smart enough. Why can't you be just more like your sister? I wish you were never born. I never want to see you again. No one will ever love you. You will never achieve anything. You and your brother were in the way of me living my life. I'm just not attracted to you anymore. No one will ever want to marry you. You lost a game for us tonight. I met someone else. It's your fault that your dad left me. I hate you. And on and on they went. And maybe these people, they forgot about this because it was a moment of anger. But those words, they're there. And it's very difficult to take them away. And these words, they have the ability to hurt people. Some people are attached to this, to a point that they cannot keep going in life. Let me ask you something. Did someone say that to you? Did someone at one point in your life speak something like this to you? And you realize that since these words... We're spoken to you. You're not the same person anymore. Let me tell you, there is freedom in here tonight, today. Let me tell you that the Holy Spirit is for you, here to heal you. And maybe you say, Jonathan, but how can I do this? The Bible says that Jesus, Jesus was saying, Come to me, all you that are tired and weary, and I will give you rest. Healing is for you. it's available for you. Why? Because maybe these people that say these things to you, they long forgotten. They don't remember. So the only person hurting is yourself. So the Holy Spirit is telling you today, it's time to let go. It's time to let go. I want to heal your heart. I want you to be able to move on, to put those things aside. And keep on walking in my perfect will. And now the other side of the tortilla is... <laughs> yeah, because there is always a, another side of the tortilla, right? Did you say something like this to somebody? Were you in a moment of anger, reckless mode, and you say something to your dad, to your sister, to a coworker? And you notice that since you say that your relationship is not the same to your husband, to your wife, you need to talk to that person. You need to call that person today. Why? Why is that, Jonathan? Because there's so much power when we talk and when we say, I'm sorry, I was wrong. There's so much power in healing. When you are willing to admit that you were wrong. Sometimes when I'm angry, I say things to my kids. And later on, I come back and say, I'm sorry. I was wrong. And I'm I'm teaching them two things over there. One, uh, One, that it's okay to say I'm sorry. And two, is that we are not perfect. And sometimes we make mistakes. And it's okay to say it. And it's okay. sometimes we ask so much for our kids, like we want them to walk perfect in everything to, in everything they do, and they think that they, they have to be perfect in everything. but it's not like that. We are not perfect. So by going to them and saying, "I'm sorry, I made a mistake. They understand. they understand. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So Proverbs 25:11. I mean, Proverbs 12, I think, the words of the reckless pierce like a sword. But it also says that the tone of the wise bring healing. So just like we have the ability to bring death with the words we speak, we also have the ability to bring healing to situations when we speak the right word at the right time. Proverbs 20, 25, 11 says, The right word spoken at the right time is as beautiful as gold apples and the silver tray. So it means that, that sometimes when there is a, a, a situation that is very heated, and God gives you the right word at the right time, you have the ability to speak healing into a situation. I was listening to uh, I was listening to this pastor preaching, and he was he was just sharing that when he was eight years old. He went to the eye doctor, and uh, long story short, he needed glasses. And uh, he said that they gave me these glasses, and these glasses were huge. And he was like, my ears were big, my glasses were big, and I was angry. And I was angry with my mom, and I was angry with with the doctor, and I was angry with everything because I don't want to wear these ugly glasses. And and he was even more concerned that he needed to go back to school, and he knew that once he walked into his classroom, everybody will make fun of him. And he says that he walked into the classroom, and all of a sudden he he listened, kids start laughing, and then he heard somebody say, "Nerd alert!" At this point, he was hating everything. I mean, eight years old. Think, this can totally damage your 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 security, right? And then he says that his teacher called him to the front and say, and the teacher say, I notice you have new glasses. He says like, yeah, thanks for pointing that out, in case that someone didn't notice. And she says, you know, when you walk in, you look to someone like. Uh, uh, you look to someone to me when you walk in. Do you know who you look like? And he's like, who? He says, you look like Clark Kent. He's like, I look like Clark Kent. That's Superman, y'all. I mean, she say Clark Kent, but that's Superman. And, and he said that all of a sudden, all he started to change... And now he feels better about the glasses. And he never thought about how ugly those, those glasses were. Why? Because the right word at the right time brings healing. And then he said that, that now and, 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 you know, his old age, he went to his mom's house and he found the glasses. And then he grabbed the glasses and he that there's no way I look like Lord King on this. <laughs> There's no way. So, he realized that the teacher noticed his attitude. And she said those words for him to feel better. So, for her, maybe it was a normal day at school. But for him, it was a big deal. To the point that he's a grown-up man. He's a pastor and he still remembers that day. So, I pray that you have the ability to speak the right word at the right time to people, at your home, at your church, at your job. Lord, give us the ability to speak the right word. Another example, and this is personal. When Pastor Angela calls uh, uh, my wife, Maddie and I, to her house, I knew it was something important because I say, Pastor, I, I can be there any day this week but Tuesday because I work at night at Tuesdays. and she said okay I need you here tonight at 7 so I say wow it has to be important so we go there and we sit down in the couch in Pastor Sandra's house and she says okay this is my plan this is my vision Jonathan, Mari I want you to be associate pastors of the church and I want Jonathan I want you Jonathan to be preaching on Sundays just like me and Pastor Larry and I'm inside of me having this heart attack. And like, me? Like, little old me? Like, the kid from Costa Rica, from the ghetto? Like, I barely speak English? Me? But, while I was thinking... I mean, that was inside of me. And, and, and the outside, I'm like, amen, pastor. God is so good. Hallelujah. And uh, so, when I'm having a heart attack... And panicking, the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit remind me that one day I was preaching here on Wednesday and when I was done I was walking away to go back to my car and Jennifer Tustin, where's Jennifer? Jennifer, she came to me and said, You have a gift. And she said very like very like she was upset like you have a gift. <laughs> and I'm okay. <laughs> and uh, thanks. So, at, at the right moment, when I'm listening to Pastor Angela, the Holy Spirit reminds me those words. You have a gift. Use it. It's like, like the Holy Spirit sent Jennifer at the perfect moment with the right word. Amen. This is the perfect time for you, Jennifer, to say, Amen, brother. Because <laughs> the right word... At the right time, brings healing, amen. So again, I, I I pray, so that we can have the ability to say the right word at the right time. Hallelujah, Hallelujah. So, let's go to uh, Isaiah fifty-seven nineteen. Excuse me. Isaiah fifty-seven nineteen. Hallelujah. And it says, I create the fruit of your lips. Peace. Peace to him that is far off and to him that is near, say the Lord. I will heal him. So I would like to focus on, on the first part of this verse. And I pray that the Holy Spirit give you revelation into this. Isaiah 57:19 says, I create God speaking. I create the fruit of your lips. God is telling us that He listened to what you say and He created. Created like He formed, He fashioned, He mowed. Whatever you keep speaking, When we hold fast to our confession, the Bible says, hold fast to your confession. I create the fruit of your lips. I can learn two things just from that line. One one is that our, our lips have the ability to create fruit. Whatever that I'm speaking into situations in my life, in the life of my family, I work. And the other is that God is telling me that He linked His miraculous power to the things we say. I create the fruit of your lips. What are you saying? What are you confessing? Let me tell you that whatever point that you are in your life right now, you're there Because of the things that you say. If you don't like where you are right now, you need to change your confession. If you don't like the way things are going at home, you need to change your confession. What do you need from God today? God is saying, I create, I form, I fashion, I mold the things that you say. There is so much power, guys. We have power to speak life into situation or we have a power to speak death into situation. It's up to us to choose. Somebody came to me this week, and I'm not going to say his name to respect that person. And uh, he said to me, I have sleep paralysis. And I said, no, you don't. And he's like, you're telling me that I don't know what I have? I said, no, I'm saying that don't confess that. Because once you confess, you're giving the devil permission to to bring that into your life. You know, when and, uh or regular life, if we're expecting a package, there is very important. And Maddie used that on Wednesday. I saw that, and she's like, "Is she picking on my notes? Like using the stuff that I'm going to preach?" Hey. And and when we're waiting for a package, that is very important to us. Life changing. The only way way you can get that package is called certified mail. The only way you can get that package is if you sign on it. Once you sign on it, that package is yours. Well, the spiritual is the same. So the moment you say that you have a pain right here and you say, it's cancer, guess what you're saying? You're signing for that package. You start sneezing and coughing. (laughs) COVID, it's COVID. Guess what you get getting, pal? You're just signing for that package. God is saying, I create the fruit of your lips. Whatever you're speaking, what you're speaking in your house, what are you speaking at work, what are you saying at church, I was just saying that murmuring and complaining is a huge deal for God. So if it's a huge deal for God, it needs to be a huge deal for us. You know, I, I purpose that in my house we will not complain or murmuring about nobody. And sometimes we're in the table and we're having a conversation and that conversation started to go sideways. And I would say, okay, this conversation is right here. And my wife is there and my kids are there and they know this is true. Because I refuse to complain and and murmur about my brothers and sisters. If that's something that God doesn't like, we should think the same way. In Jesus' name, I create, God says, the fruit of your lips. If you don't like the way your life is going right now, you need to change what you're saying. You need to change what you're confessing. So today I would like to make a challenge for you. I would like you for three weeks to purpose yourself not to speak evil words. Not to speak negative words. Why three weeks, Jonathan? Okay, because it's been proven that when you do something for three weeks, it becomes like a natural thing for you to do. So if you think of speak evil, Put your hand in your mouth. You know that's a Bible verse? The Bible says in Proverbs 30:32. 30, I don't think you have it, Teresa. Proverbs 32:30 30 says, If you plan evil, if you think evil, clap your hand over your mouth. What you say? Do you remember grandma? When she used to listen, she said, What you say? Huh? My grandma used to say, If you don't have something good to say, don't say nothing. She used to say, be quiet. Look at your neighbor and say, be Be nice. (laughs) Ah, hallelujah. So for three weeks, I want you to purpose yourself to say, I will not speak evil. Speak in tongues. (laughs) It's better. If you're fighting with your wife, and you're so upset and you'll be like, You know what? You know what what I think? You know I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure your wife will be like, If you're at work and you put your lunch in the refrigerator and you go back to get your chicken nuggets and you find out that your chicken nuggets are gone and you'll be like, Who took my chicken nuggets? all of you you know what all of you are I'm pretty sure that's going to cause a good impression right i create the fruit of your lips so if we connect that with hebrews 13:15 hebrews 13:15 hallelujah it says by him Therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. It's not that you speak something good one day and that's it. It's something that has to be continually, every day, holding fast to your confession. Sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of your lips, giving thanks to your to his name. So, if I connect that, the God create the fruit of our lips, and then Hebrews thirteen fifteen says, "The my praise, the my praise, it is the fruit of my lips. My praise is called fruit of our lips in the Bible. How much time we waste by not throwing seed into the ground? So, if my lips produce fruit, that means that there are a seed that we can plant on people's life. Your praise means that when you are singing like we were doing right now, saying Jehovah Jireh, what are you doing right there? you just throwing seed in the ground. My praise, when I'm reading the Bible, His promises, when I'm praying, what is that? It's fruit of my lips and God call it a sacrifice your praise again I want you to understand that and apply it because most of the time or many times we listen to something and we say yes amen praise God and then in the afternoon somebody asks you so what was the service about "Uh, I don't know be honest though that ever happen to you it happens to me so please retain that word Make it yours and put it into work. God is saying what you praise Him for. What do you need? He created the fruit of your lips. He formed, He fashioned, He mowed. Do you know there is more than 3,500 promises in the Bible? And they are all available for you. Charles Spurgeon used to say, find a promise from God and make it yours and He will meet you there. How many believers are in this building right now? How many? Do you know that the day that you accept Jesus in your heart, all His promises are available to you. All you have to do is speak it. Let me give you an example so that you can understand this. Let's say that I'm in my living room, watching, I don't know, TV, the Super Bowl. <laughs> and uh, I see my son Diego, my son Jeremy. He goes to my refrigerator, and he open the refrigerator and takes anything he wants. Yeah, my son Jeremy. But the kid's neighbor is in my house too. And he comes to my refrigerator, and he opens it, and I say, What are you doing? When you come to my refrigerator, you need to ask for my permission because you're not my kid. You don't live here. You understand that? As sons of God, we have unlimited access to God's refrigerator. All you got to do is find a promise and start speaking the fruit of your lips until something happens. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can you say amen to that? Hallelujah. Can you put your fruit of your lips together and praising Him right now? Come on. God creates the fruit of your lips. Everything that you confess, God is asking you, what do you need today? What are you need today? What are you believing today? Find a promise. Start speaking. Stand to that promise. And He will form it. And He will fashion it. And He will mold it. In Jesus' name. Isaiah 14.2 This is powerful. Please write this down. Isaiah 14.2 says, Take works with you. Take works with you and return to the Lord. Do you think this is in the Bible to look pretty? The Bible is telling us, take words with you and go to the Lord. Don't you just go and say, Lord, this is so hard. You you don't think that He knows this hard? And we get so dramatic, because we get so dramatic like a Mexican telenovela. You ever seen it? And we get so, Lord, I'm so alone. Lord, if you only heal me. Lord, I need you. I don't know how to do this. And, and you're saying, Lord, I'm so alone. And he's like, I'm here with you to the end of time. Lord, I'm, I'm sick. I don't know how to deal with this. I die for your for your sickness in the Calvary cross. You know what the Holy Spirit was telling me? The God is not moved by our drama. (laughs) God is not moved by the show we make. He is is moved by the Word of God. God is moved for what the Bible says. But we need to say something. Because He is a God of words. And He works with words. If you don't say nothing, he will do nothing. Again, you have access. You are a child of God. Speak the word. Do you know that you are a child of God? Like, like three or four? Do you know that you are a child of God? <laughs> the, Bible, the Bible says that even though we live in this planet, we don't belong to this planet. Or passport is from heaven. How many have a passport from heaven? You better get one. You don't want to miss that plane. Even though we live in this planet, we don't belong to this planet. We are like aliens. Look at your look at your neighbor and say, "You are an alien." <laughs> now look again and say, "No wonder why." Hallelujah. You have access to all His promise. How? By speaking. By speaking. Hallelujah. Take words with you and return to the Lord. Say to Him, forgive all my sins and receive receive us graciously that we might offer, what it says? The fruit of our lips. I create. The fruit of your lips. Jesus will say, Speak to the mountain. Talk to the mountain. Your mountain knows your name. Your mountain knows your voice. Let's go there real quick because this is powerful. Hallelujah. Mark eleven twenty-three. Mark eleven twenty-three. For as surely I say to you, whoever say to this mountain, whoever say to this mountain, Be removed and be cast into the sea. And does not doubt in his heart. But believe that those things that he say will be done. And he will have wherever he say. Talk to your mountain. Speak to your mountain. Your mountain knows your name. Speak the word of God to the mountain. And believe in your heart. And you will see your miracle. But you have to speak something. If you don't say something, He will not do nothing. Speak to the mountain. Make that Bible verse yours. Believe it and walk on it. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Proverbs 18:21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruits. Think about this. The Bible says, Dead and life are in the power of your tongue. If you speak dead, you will eat those fruits. If you speak life, it's up to you. It's up to you. Now, if you put this verse together with Deuteronomy 30, 19, it says, This day I call the heavens and the earth as witnesses, Against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessings and cursings. And then he said, Now choose, please, choose life so that you and your children may live. The decision is ours. What are you speaking? What are you confessing? Is your marriage in a situation difficult? Speak life into it. Is your children in a rebel attitude and you don't want to come to church? Speak salvation. Is somebody in your family, is yourself going through sickness? Speak healing. God say, I create. I create, I form, I fashion the fruit of your lips. And I'm running out of time, so I'm just going to go ahead and go to the end, hallelujah. How many of you are receiving today? Amen. God formed, He fashioned, He molds, whatever what we speak. When we hold fast to our confession. Choose to speak life. I choose to speak life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Ezekiel 37, 1 to 7. Ezekiel was a a prophet in the Old Testament and in this part of the Bible God wants to teach Ezekiel how powerful is when you speak the word of God into impossible situations so God gave Ezekiel a vision and he takes him to this land of death let's read what it says Ezekiel 37, 1-7. The Lord, the Lord took, me, took hold of me, and I was carried away by the Spirit of the Lord to a valley filled with bones. He led me all around among the bones and they covered the valley floor. They were scattered everywhere across the ground and were completely dry out. Then He asked me, Son of man, can these bones become a living people again? So God asked Ezekiel, Ezekiel, can these bones live again? And I love Ezekiel's answer because he's just trying to get out of the mess. He said, I don't know, Lord. Only you know. So God asked Ezekiel, can these bones live again? And Ezekiel is like, I don't know. It's not they're just like dying or mostly dead or they're like sick going to die. It's dead everywhere. It's just bones. Dry bones. And then something powerful happened. And it's, it, there's a pattern right here that I want you to understand. Ezekiel listen to what God says. Then Ezekiel is speak what God says. And then Ezekiel, see what God do. Can you see what I mean? There's a pattern. We hear what God says. Then we speak what God says. And then we watch. We see what God is going to do. Hallelujah. And then it says, number three, then he asked me, Son of man, Can these bones become living people again? And he said, Oh, sovereign Lord, I reply, You alone know that answer. Then he said to me, Listen, speak a prophetic word. Speak any word? No, a prophetic word. Speak a prophetic word, a message to these bones and say, Dry bones. Listen to what the, what the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord. Did y'all remember what sovereign means? I love that word. Sovereign means royalty. It means ruler. It means supreme. It means absolute. It means unlimited. So he's saying listen to what the sovereign, royalty, ruler, supreme, absolute, unlimited Lord says. Look. I am going to put bread into you and make you live again. I will put flesh and muscles on you and cover you with skin, and I will put bread into you. And I will come and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord, so I spoke this message. So God is asking you today Whatever situation, whatever problem, whatever sickness you're walking right now, God is asking you today, can these bones live again? Can this marriage live again? Can this sickness that looks so great to the feet live again? stand to your feet. Hallelujah. I create, I form, I fashion the words you say. Guys, if you can play the new song, Jehovah Jireh, that's a beautiful song. I was crying, singing that. Jehovah, my provider. So, I would like to make an altar call. I like altar calls. Why? Because when a preacher is speaking the word. is throwing seed to the ground. So when you come to the altar, you're grabbing that seed. And you are agreeing with it. And you're saying, I'm making this mine. I'm making this mine. So, I would love uh, Pastor Larry and Pastor Angela to help me pray. If you have a, a situation, whatever situation in your life right now that seems impossible, God is asking you, can these bones live again? I want you to come to the front. But listen, when you come here, I don't want you to tell me about your problem. Why? Because when we talk about our problems, we're just making that giant bigger. I want you to tell me, what are you believing? What is that? You're coming here, operating in faith. So don't tell me what your problem is. Tell me what are you believing for? Amen. Can you say Amen? Hallelujah. So if you have a a problem, if you're sick, if you need prayer on anything, please come to the front and we will pray for you. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank